From the heartland of America, focused on God, family, and country, the mouthpiece of the Midwest, this is Dale Carter's America. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about on this episode of Dale Carter's America. Hi, I'm Dale. That's Kurt Wheeler over there. And, um, well, we're going to talk about uh, Freedom County again, uh, our attempt to secede from Jackson County. The Jason Aldean thing is white hot right now. We're going to get into all of that. Um, and then, of course, poking more fun at Joey B because, well, that's what we do because he's such an easy target to poke fun at. How could you not? How could you not? Um, so we greet you and welcome you in and we thank our sponsor Bob Watson Blue Springs State Farm agent for five decades you can find him at 7th and Main in Blue Springs 816-229-7878 man a lot of uh, bad storms have gone through the Kansas City area in the last couple of weeks in fact as we're recording today's podcast there's a nasty storm going through right now I mean Bob's the guy he'll insure your house your car your life your business Get a great rate quote from him today. Surprisingly great rates at State Farm, 816-229-7878. Licensed in both Missouri and Kansas, uh, but he's uh, officed in Blue Springs, Missouri at 7th and Main. Bob and his staff will uh, get you fixed up just right. So there are a lot of ways that you can get on board here at Dale Carter's America. I kind of feel, especially with the Jason Aldean thing right now, Kurt, we're at a point where a lot of people are just fed up and, and looking for somebody who basically is saying what they think. And I think in a lot of ways, I mean, we don't agree on everything, but but I think we're saying what they think. Yeah, absolutely. I would hope so. And, uh, you know, I hope that our message resonates with people and, and people enjoy it. So if you do, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube. That's the main place where you can find the video podcast. We're also on Rumble. And then if you want to just listen to the audio, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. And then, uh, of course, we're very active on Facebook and Instagram as well, Twitter, less so, but we're on there. Um, so yeah, come join the conversation. Tell your friends. Make sure to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and hit the uh, notification bell too so that you are notified when um, new videos drop. And share it with your friends. You know, there are people in your circle who we may not get to just in the ways that we normally advertise this thing, um, but you can get to them. You should say, hey, these guys, they think like we do. We're not alone here. This silent majority is huge. Let's don't be a silent majority anymore. Let's let's start making our voices heard uh, on things like this that we're going to get to here. Uh, we want to thank Kirk Doris and his team at MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. They are one of the sponsors here of the podcast. And before I get to what, what Kirk and his team can do for you, I was uh, talking to my friend Vicki Wallace, who lives down in Oklahoma City, and she was talking about Social Security. Because with Medicare Simplified KC, you know, there are so many things coming at 65-year-olds um, that you really need to get your arms around, like Medicare and all the parts and, and all the plans and all that. Social Security is also a big part of retirement for most people. And she told me, make sure you check your Social Security statement, because in her case, um, they left off a year of her work service. Oh, wow. And that can affect what you get from Social Security. Yeah. So check that thing out. Make sure that it's accurate. And then uh, because you can't go into the Social Security office, you got to do all this online. So check that out. As far as Medicare, which which is going to be a big part of retirees as well, you need somebody who has been there and can navigate those waters. And that is my friend Kirk Doris at MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. If you're about to turn 65 uh, or maybe you're like me, you're going about to be 60 and you want to get ahead of this, and learn everything you can about it. Maybe you've got a, a parent or a grandparent who's about to go through this. Um, these are the guys who can get you there. Full-service Medicare insurance brokerage. They're at 3600 South Nolan Road, Suite F in Independence. You can find them on the web at MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. Uh, their phone number, if you want to give them a call, is 816-701-6661. No cost to you. And they'll come to your home and lay all this out and explain it to you. It's a maze because it's the government. So um, Kirk and his team ready to help you do just that. I want to thank uh, my good friend Jim Dingman at Funhouse Pizza. 
He's got two locations, Lee's Summit on 50 Highway and Blue Springs on 7 Highway. It's a great place to meet and congregate, and uh, we're going to be doing some of that coming up. Uh, we, we like to do our live events there uh, because he's one of the sponsors, but also because they've got great pizza, cold drinks, a fun atmosphere. If you've got a banquet coming up, a birthday party, you know, my uh, youngest granddaughter, Miranda, is five today. Oh, nice. Happy birthday, Mira Lou. I'm going to get to see you this uh, weekend. Very happy about that. Um, if you've got a big birthday party and you want to celebrate, celebrate at Fun House Pizza. I can tell you this. Jim Dingman is all in on Freedom County. He's nice. Ready, he's ready to help. Nice. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talked about this last week on the podcast, kind of set the stage for this. I am serious about this. And I am going to do quite a bit of work on this behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, trying to get something done here um, with setting up a new county. And if you missed last week's episode, I'm like many of you. I am done with Jackson County. And I don't think it can be fixed. I'm usually a guy who says, okay, well, let's go to the polls and vote. And whatever the majority thinks, I mean, that's what we ought to go with. Well, in Jackson County, it's dominated by Kansas City politics. And I, I just have a feeling, Kurt, that those of us who live east of Kansas City uh, that are still part of Jackson County, we're not on the same page, Yeah, and it's not fixable. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's like two different places now. And we've we've covered a lot of it. You know, we covered the, uh, the Ray's Cafe saga, and I know you posted about them recently. And, uh, and you, you, all you have to do is just go to, like, Go to Oak Grove and then go to Kansas City, and they're two very different places. So we should uh, have representation that matches what we actually believe in because what's happening now, as you're well aware and as everyone who's listening is well aware, that Kansas City has a, 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 a huge pull on the entire county. So pretty much how Kansas City votes is how the county goes, and, and uh, that should definitely change. Well, you know, they, they have a prosecutor who won't prosecute. They have onerous tax assessments, and, and I saw this one last week. Where is this? Uh, this was on Channel 9. Uh, this is a farmer from Oak Grove, Calvin Struwe. I think I'm saying that right. It's S-T-R-U-E-W-E. He has a farm in Oak Grove. In 2021, Jackson County said its market value was $109,000. Okay, This is a farm that um, has roof damage. Uh, there's no central air in this farmhouse, um, the assessment this year uh, was $933,000. Insane. Yeah. That is a 756% increase. And we're seeing just onerous things like that. Um, the, the prosecutor who won't prosecute. You've got a Royals owner who is counting on Jackson County voters to fund a billion dollars of his move downtown. Yeah. Do we really want to do that? I mean, they can't even sell tickets now, so. Well, they suck. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah. Um, it, that aside, I mean, you know, they have a great footprint where they are. And we just spent a half a billion dollars fixing up Kauffman Stadium and um, Arrowhead Stadium. Yep. And there's a lot of property out there to work with, a lot of parking. Uh, that's where we have big tailgate parties. You're going to do that downtown? So, I mean, they want a billion dollars of our money for that. But uh, for me, the straw that broke the camel's back was, again, bringing up these damn statues, the uh, Andrew Jackson statues, the namesake of the county. Uh, they didn't get their way in 2020, so the Jackson County Legislature, again, heavily um, with the, the footprint of, of Kansas City, is saying, you know, we want to vote on it again, another vote of the people. There's the damn statue. I mean, they already put a disclaimer on it saying what a rotten guy andrew jackson was right yeah, that's at the base the, of the statue you can see it in the picture there there it is right there which is why you need to watch this on youtube or rumble someplace where you get the video because there's andy on top of his horse seventh president you know a war hero in the revolutionary war and also in the war of 1812 uh, rode that to become the president who started the national bank of the united states uh, he was the only president to pay off the national debt Maybe we need Andy Jackson back with us. Did he do some bad things from a historical perspective? Yes, he did. Did a lot of them back then do things. So anyway, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back for me of all this stuff. I just think it's time for us to move on. There is precedent for it. The last change in a county in Missouri, I looked this up, was 1876 when St. Louis City seceded from St. Louis County. Mm. So it's kind of the reverse of what we're going through now. 
you know, unless you folks in Kansas City want to secede from the rest of us. I'm okay with that. I don't really care how this gets done. Let's just find a way to get it done. So I told you I'm going to do some work on this. Um, and I thought as a citizen, a concerned citizen, I would write to the Attorney General of Missouri. Andrew uh, Bailey is his name. All right. And I wrote to Andrew Bailey and I said, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Um, we have all these issues. Kansas City and the eastern suburbs really have nothing in common anymore. You know, what is the process? How do we get this thing started? Andrew Bailey writes me back, Dear Mr. Carter, thank you for sharing your concerns with our office. Unfortunately, the issues you have raised fall beyond the jurisdiction of the Missouri Attorney General's office. My office provides legal representation to the state and its agencies, but is not permitted to serve as a legal advisor to or interpret statutes for individual citizens. You can view uh, Missouri statutes. He gave me a website there, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, if you need the assistance of a private attorney, here's a group of people who might be able to help you as a resource. We sincerely hope you find this information to be helpful in finding resolution, which I don't, by the way. Um, <laughs> should you ever require assistance in the future, please don't hesitate to contact my office, and I'll bet I get a friendly letter just like this one. Yeah. So I did reach out to my own personal attorney, David Mitchell, in Blue Springs, and he did some research on it. And he said, you know, it can be done. It's a vote of the people. Um, and it's probably going to be one of those things where we're going to have to get a lot of signatures yeah. on petitions. I don't know what the number is, but we're going to continue to research this and, and get to what we need to do. Because this is not easy. This is going to be a heavy lift. And I'm going to need help. And I don't know where that help's going to come from, Kurt. Uh, will it be the Republican Party of Jackson County? I would think they would be right there with me on this. Yeah, I think I think so. Hopefully, I mean, you know that the the city of Kansas City and Western Jackson County uh, are going to bitch and moan about it. Which why I'm, would they care? I know, but I mean, other than we're a great source for revenue, yeah. what does this damn county do for the eastern suburbs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a sheriff's department. Well, you know, in the new county, we'd have a sheriff, and we'd have a sheriff's department for that county. Yeah. And I'm not hung up on the name. I mean, Freedom County, to me, just kind of says it, and it's available in Missouri. I, I looked at the list of county names. One of my friends goes, well, it should be Carter County. Uh, well, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but there already is a Carter County uh, down by uh, the Boot Heel, so uh, that okay. doesn't happen. You know what's, what is available? What about Dale County? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truman County is available. Mm. The Truman Library and Museum, his home, yeah. would be in Truman County. I think yeah. you could get some support for that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think Freedom County is probably the name for the movement and for what we're doing. And then once we actually succeed and have to pick an actual name for the county, maybe then it's Truman County or something else. But, yeah. you know, Freedom County is cool, too. Maybe, it, maybe it'll stick. You never know. You never know. But again, it's going to take a lot of work, and I'm going to need people to volunteer, and we got to find out what we need to do to get this on a ballot. I've given this thing four years, and in four years, if we don't get it done, my stepson graduates from Blue Springs High School, I'm out of there. So either we are out of there and forming our own county, or I'm out of there, and I'm going to move to Cass County because there's still freedom in uh, Cass County. Yeah, and I want to say, too, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about like how to find the podcast, how to watch the podcast. If you can't tell, we're very serious about this. So if you have any ideas, if you have people that we need to talk to, if you want to support uh, this cause, please reach out to us uh, via Facebook or email, dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. And uh, let's let's start getting the ball rolling. You know, if you, if you have some influential people in the county that you know, some ideas that you want to um, pitch or, uh, you know, just want to find out how you can help and what we can do, please reach out. Independence is suing the county to freeze assessments at 2022 levels. I mean, eh, I guess that's something. You know, that's that's almost like a fart in a rainstorm. I mean, you know, at some point we're going to have to really make a lot of noise and yeah. get something done. Yeah. So there's that. Um, my former colleagues on the Blue Springs City Council, they're sending a strongly worded letter to Frank White. It's yeah. a strongly, letter, <laughs> strongly worded letter. We don't like what you're doing. <laughs> Did they actually? I couldn't find it. Did they actually uh, send him something? I think or? they did. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, interestingly, the mayor of Blue Springs, Carson Ross, uh, Frank White is his in-law. Oh, really? Uh, because the mayor, um, Carson Ross's daughter, is married to Frank White's son. 
So uh, there's there's a familial contact there. So he's not going to be overly you know critical of Frank White. There is a recall Frank White movement going on on Facebook, and it's you know it's not Frank, right? It, it's it's all of it. It's the legislature with all of these liberals running it. This Ibarra guy who basically put the statue thing back on there. The the whole cluster of people who are running Jackson County right now, they're the ones that are doing the assessments. Yeah. You know, the the sheriff is a disaster. He used to be the Kansas City police chief. He's a disaster as sheriff. The jail thing is a complete disaster. It's not just Frank. Yeah, and it goes into kind of the like federal system too. I mean, we we talk a lot about local politics, especially with this movement that we're trying to start and it's great. Um, but it applies to every level of government. You know, we, we talked about, um, I believe we talked about Diane Feinstein, you know, getting old and maybe retiring and people want to impeach Biden over X, Y, Z as if it's like the person themselves that is the, the cause of the problem. But you know that Frank White is recalled or Diane Feinstein retires. They're just going to replace them with somebody else that's yep. probably worse because yep. it's all part of the same, you know, swampy, if you want to call it that, the same system. They're just going to find somebody that's younger and more progressive and more energetic, you know, to fill their shoes. So you have to kind of pull it out from the root. Indeed. Um, so, and it is, um, it's, it's, the, you, I mean, swamp is, is really the, and I think of Brush Creek, I think of a swamp. Um, and the murders continue. And again, they shake their hands and go, oh, it's the guns, it's the guns. And, you know, we just, there comes a point in time, now you've not been there because this is your first marriage, right? Yes. There comes a point in time in a marriage where it's like, eh, we just, we just need to get a divorce. And that's where we are right now with Jackson County and the eastern suburbs. We just need to get a divorce. And, and I point to things like Van Horn High School in Independence. Van Horn High School, when it was part of the Kansas City School District, was just like all the other Kansas City School District schools, failing. They they had metal detectors. Um, it was just a, a abysmal school. If you look at Van Horn High School today, and you're pulling up a picture of it right now, it is now part of the Independent School District. They took the metal detectors out, right? Yeah. They they built a football stadium next to it. That school is thriving. It's the same school. It's the same building. But people in Independence are running it. So, you know, we just need to get a divorce. You do you. We'll do us. Is this racist? I don't know. I mean, are they going to call me a racist because I want to take the eastern suburbs? Well, let them call you whatever they want. I mean, you, and you you mentioned the uh, gun violence and, and murders that are happening in Kansas City. They want to point the, the finger at guns. I mean, let's, if we want to compare these two areas, let's look at eastern Jackson County. Let's look at the murder rate there. And let's look at the number of guns that people own in eastern Jackson County yeah. compared to Kansas City. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of guns in Kansas City, too, but most of them are probably not legal, or a, a high percentage of them are probably not legal. Uh, I've been to eastern Jackson County. You live in eastern Jackson County. Uh, there's lots of guns out there, and people are not shooting each other. So No, they're not. Um, so what we're going to need to move this along, we're going to need Republicans. You know, and I'm going to start naming names here down the low, down the uh, road here. We need some of those Democrats that I will call Ike Skelton Democrats. Ike Skelton was a longtime congressman from Eastern Jackson County, a Democrat, but more of a blue dog Democrat, more of a conservative Democrat. The Ike Skelton Democrats and the Republicans, if we get together, we're going to be able to uh, make this happen. As I say, why don't we just leave? And, and it, it is an option. It can be done. It was done in St. Louis in 1876. It's a long time ago. No change in any county in Missouri has happened since 1876. But we could do something revolutionary here in 2023, 2024. So, you, you know, you talked about the guns in the small towns of um, eastern Jackson County. What a great segue into our next segment, <laughs> talking about Jason Aldean. Try that in a small town. Um, and I am wearing my Jason Aldean T-shirt today. It says, try that in a small town. It's got Jason's logo on it here. And my dear friend, Tammy Ash who is a longtime friend of St. Jude, her husband, uh, one of the early survivors of uh, childhood cancer back in the 1970s, 
right? Uh, the ashes are a big part of what, you know, what we do with St. Jude. Anyway, Tammy has like a million irons in the fire. And one of her irons in the fire is um, making these t-shirts. And if we could pull up her Facebook page, uh, she's got a contact. Um, If you want to get a shirt like this, I think all in, including delivery, it's like 30 bucks. Say her name one more time. Tammy Ash, A-S-H. A uh, longtime friend, and again, uh, she she does hair for senior citizens. Her? Yep, she's got a lizard as her uh, dealy bop there. Um, yeah, so she puts up a lot of stuff on Facebook. I don't know where the T-shirts are going to be, but uh, trust me, they're on there. But that's her contact. Send her a direct message, and um, she'll get one of these out for you. I also put up um, uh, her contact on my Facebook page. So if you could find my Facebook page, um, that'd be another way to get to Tammy Ash. But she can get you one of these shirts. You know, how this relates to Freedom County, Truman County, whatever we're going to have, is that we as a silent majority in this country have had it. Don't you think, Kurt? We've had it. Definitely. Yeah. Cities like Kansas City are clearly okay with how they're being governed, and that's why I think we need a divorce from the county, and you do you, and we'll do us. Silent majorities making their voices heard from Bud Light to Target to Hershey's to now a song about what you'd get if you brought that shit to a small town. And, you know, and CMT banned the video. You're, you're showing the video there. Uh, the courthouse that Jason is singing in front of, I guess, back in the 1920s was the site of a lynching. This courthouse is in the Nashville area, and they do videos around it all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I was my friend Rowdy Yates put up a post. I guess he's since taken it down. But he said, um, against a backdrop of where most people in this country can only name maybe five state capitals and know nothing about American history, <laughs> do you really expect that they did a deep dive before they did this video and said, gosh, did anything bad happen at this courthouse? <laughs> right. Should we be in front of this courthouse? Um, so CMT dropped it. And, you know, there's a concept. I was just talking to my friend Todd Nixon, who runs Q104. There's a concept in radio that we cherish. It's called Know Thy Audience. 100%. I have a pretty good feel for the audience for Dale Carter's America, and I have a really good feel for the audience of KFKF. So um, nothing that's happened since has surprised me. It really hasn't. But CMT has dropped it, you know, and – all the stuff on my Facebook page, and Bill Fickle, I really wish Bill would come on the podcast with me because we could have a civil discussion about this because, you know, I, I read his posts that he puts on my page, and I could go back and forth with, with Bill a million times, right? Mm-hmm. Bill's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You say something, I'll say something. You say something, I'll say something. Um, and I'm thinking, because he's comparing this to the Dixie Chicks, and that's just a poor, poor comparison. Um, and... I want him to come on the podcast because I think we could have a civil discussion because what's happening here is country knows its audience all the way back to songs by David Allen Coe, Hank Williams, Jr., Johnny Paycheck, Charlie Daniels, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. We have a tradition in country music of saying, okay, this is who we are. And if you screw with us, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And that's all Jason Aldean's song is doing. But they run play number one. It's racist. And even even Fickle admits, this isn't black people saying this. This is white liberals that are saying this. <laughs> yeah, white liberals is. are driving the entire racist agenda. Yeah, it usually is. And yeah, you bring up the point of, you know, the, the courthouse or whatever that they that they filmed it in front of. And you could say that about so many places. I mean, you you know, how far do you want to go back in time? How much do you want to dig up history to find something to complain about? And that's all they're doing. They don't like Jason Aldean, so they're finding something to, to pin on him for the video. And uh, there was a funny take that I saw, a uh, hat tip to Fleckus Talks. Uh, it's another podcast. But um, he they live in... Uh, New Orleans and New Orleans was the the site of the biggest lynching in American history, which was actually against Italian Americans, strangely enough. But he was like, "Well, I'm going to start every time you know I'm in the French Quarter and there's people taking selfies in the French Quarter, stop them, and be like, don't you know this is the site of the biggest lynching in America? Like, you know, you could just go anywhere. You could probably go to the Jackson County Courthouse. You could probably go to the state capitol. You could probably go to the national capitol and find something." 
you know, in the past to, to bitch and moan Dig about. Dig deep so. enough and you'll find it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Odyssey stations, by the way, nationwide, including the Wolf in Kansas City. And if you're listening in Kansas City, you shouldn't be listening to that radio station because it's not locally programmed. It's programmed by one person in the nation who decided that Jason Aldean's song had to go, so Odyssey stations have dropped it nationwide. Odyssey, the company that is barely hanging on. They were trading at $0.07 cents a share, right? They got dropped by the stock exchange. They had to do a reverse split to get their stock price back up. And since that reverse split, it's fallen, fallen, fallen. Uh, I think Friday's close was like $1.10 on Odyssey. <laughs> so, I mean, they're barely hanging on. But they've got the stones to say, Jason Aldean, uh, we're going to drop you from all of our country stations. Um, and I'll, Okay, here's... I kind of want to do it in this order. Let's do this. Okay, so KFKF, the station that I run, okay, we do market research, all right, through a company called Radio Tracks. Um, and it just so happened that the next run of research on our songs um, started last Thursday, mm-hmm. right when all this Jason Aldean crap hit. Right, Okay. Right. All right, so the Jason Aldean song, Try That in a Small Town, had been about 15, 14, somewhere in there, the ranking 25 to 54. Yeah, because that's people, I didn't even know this, but the, this whole controversy uh, started like last week, but the song's been out since, since May. Since May, yeah, right. right. Okay, okay, so, yeah. so um, in the music survey, I just got the results from this today that's been going since Thursday. Jason Aldean, Try That in a Small Town, is number one, 2554 adults. With a five would be a perfect score. It's at 4.78. I'll take anything above a four as a hit. 4.78 is record area. Um, And then we have a score that we look at called the Love It score. It's called the Passion score. How passionate are you about this song? 82.2% passionate about it. Okay. Um, A really, really good number. The next one down is Luke Combs' Fast Car. 63.6% 63.6% passion. Uh, so that tells you Morgan Wallen last night, 62.8% passion. Jason Aldean, 82.2%. The net positive score is nearly 100, yeah. 95.9. Yeah. Okay. So, and here are the lyrics. I want to share this with you because, um, and we're going to compare it. What is the, is it, is it WAP? Is it, or do you have to say the words? <laughs> I'll let you do whatever you want. <laughs> it, WAP, WAP, is that it? W-A-P, yeah, yeah. something like that. Okay, I'm not reading those lyrics, but I'll read the Jason Aldean lyrics. And you tell me, stop me when you think there's a racial remark here. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act like a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, yeah, you think you're tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try that in a small town. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. Try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Okay, that's the chorus again. Full of good old boys raised up right. If you're looking for a fight, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down to the chorus again, and it's the chorus again. So what, what was the racist thing in there? Uh... <laughs> I mean, are people on the left, Kurt, saying that only black people sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk? Only black people carjack an old lady at a red light? Only black people pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, that's kind of interesting when you get into that territory because you talk about crime and then the left is like, Stop being racist against black people. And it's like, wait a second. I didn't say anything about black people. <laughs> you yeah, did. <laughs> you said something about black people. All we're saying is try that in a small town. And, and here's the corollary on that. The black mayor of Blue Springs, my friend Carson Ross, I served with him for nine years. When Ferguson was happening, you know, the Rodney King, you know, the, the false narrative of hands up, don't shoot, which they still say, by the way. Oh, yeah. And it never happened. Yeah. It did not happen, yet they still say it. Uh, and that sparked, you know, peaceful protests that burned down a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Carson Ross, the black mayor of Blue Springs, told me in a, in a meeting we were having while all this was going on, he said, I'd give that about a day and I'd shut that shit down. 
I wouldn't even give it a day. But That's okay. <laughs> the black mayor of Blue Springs. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a black-white issue. It's a small town versus whatever the hell is going on in the cities. Okay. So compare the lyrics I just read with WAP. And I can't read those, Kurt. I'm not going to read those. Oh, come on. You read them. <laughs> He's scrolling them now, so this is why you want the video. But but look it up on your own. It's WAP. What is the song title? Do we know? That, that's, the, that's the name of the song. Oh, that's the name of the song. Yeah. That's not the group? Who's the group? Cardi B is okay. the artist. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm so out of my element on that stuff, I don't even know. But, you know, it, you know... It's got words in it, let's just put it this way, that a white man cannot say without being canceled. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's honestly kind of the least of it, too. I mean, there's there's this big thing going on now with these uh, drill rappers who are out there shooting each other. And those lyrics, I mean, just look up like drill, drill rap lyrics and uh, they're out there, you know, saying they're going to kill each other and talking about drug dealing and stuff like that. And it leads to real-life consequences, and it happens all the time. I mean, it's happened in Kansas City, too, where uh, these kids have been shot. But there's a, an article from a local news outlet in Maryland, and I read this one because it's very recent from, like, a couple weeks ago. Uh, surviving suspects in the deaths of Moneybag KZ and Risque Luck held without bail after hearing. And we're talking about people that are, like, 14 years old. 16 years old a lot of times, 18 years old. The first involved 14-year-old Baby K, who was arrested May 31st after allegedly trying to kill a student on a school bus earlier in the month. So these people are out there uh, being violent, talking about being violent, rapping about being violent, and, you know, nothing in the Aldine song is a call to violence. It's, no. it's self-defense. It's saying, you know, we're going to protect our small towns. These songs are out there saying, we're going to come kill you. We're going to, you know... F your shit up or whatever, and uh, and it goes under the radar. There was actually – let me see if I can find it real quick too. Well, you know, another thing I was going to bring up is they cancel um, the Aldine video from CMT. Do you know a video that is still running on CMT is the Hardy Wait in the Truck video, which he actually kills a guy in the video. Yeah. Kills a guy in the video. Yeah. Well, there was tons of, <laughs> there was tons of videos, uh, music videos when Trump was president of like his head getting blown up and stuff like that. And this is uh, what I was looking for, actually, so I did find it. Uh, not on the notes, but this was pretty recently. California signed a bill banning the use of rap lyrics as evidence in court. So you can have these drill rappers who write a song saying, hey, you, I'm going to kill you. And then that guy gets killed. Uh, and it's basically an admission of guilt from the other guy. And that can't be used in court because they view it as, you know, First Amendment protected artistic free speech, basically, mm -hmm. which, of course, they would never apply to a country singer. But because they're black, you know, because they're uh, most likely on the left and because they're part of this victim group, they're protected by the law in California. So you can go make a song in California about how you want to go kill people and you won't be prosecuted and the evidence cannot be used in court. By the way, that just made me think of something else that's not in the notes. And that is that uh, Illinois Supreme Court upheld cashless bail. Did you see that? Mm. Yeah. So I think it's like 60 days from now, uh, cashless bail will be the law of the land in the state of Illinois. And sheriffs are terrified in downstate Illinois. They're like, well, why would we bother even arresting anybody? You know, if you commit a crime in Illinois, we're just going to give you a ticket and hope you show up. Under a landmark court ruling issued this week, Illinois will become the first state in the nation to abolish cash bail. The state Supreme Court upheld the Illinois Pretrial Fairness Act, which abolishes cash bail and specifies procedures judges must use to impose pretrial pre detention. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I'm sure that downtown in Kansas City at Jackson County, they're licking their chops going, wow, this would be the next thing. We've already got a prosecutor who won't prosecute. Why don't we just do cashless bail? We'll just turnstile these people out even faster. And you wonder why I want a divorce from this county. I don't, so I don't quite understand this because I'm a little um, ignorant on some of these issues. But like, if you don't have cash bail, then what what is the bail? Because like it says... In this article, the Supreme Court upheld that bail doesn't require money. There are plenty of ways for courts to ensure that people return to court and keep everyone safe without ordering a person to pay for their freedom. So what what is the other option then besides Well, you know, just payment? on pinky swear. 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's pinky square time. Okay. You know, you will come back. You know, it's kind of like the down on the border, right? Right, right, They're giving out deals there. It's like, come to court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come to court, you know, 10 months from now. uh, And meanwhile, you know, just come into the country. All right. Well, we're veering off topic here of Jason Aldean. Try that in a uh, small town. Jason uh, had a concert on Friday night just as this thing was breaking. He was in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, and he made a speech from stage that I, pl- I had to bleep a couple of things on the radio this morning on KFKF, uh, but we played the speech um, sort of in its entirety. Uh, w- we can play the whole thing here because this is like the wild, wild west, right? Yeah. So we're not worried about you know, he might have a word here, word there, uh, but the crowd was just amazing on Friday night in Cincinnati. Here we go. What's up, Friday night? Well, I gotta tell you guys, man, it's been a long ass week. It's been a long week, and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff suggesting I'm this, suggesting I'm that. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's one thing I feel. I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You can think, you can, you can think something all you want to, it doesn't mean it's true, right? So, what I am is a proud American. I'm proud to be from here. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it wants. See the American flag there in the corner? I love my country, I love my family, and I will do anything to protect that. I can tell you that right now. Here comes the USA chant. Here's what I want to say. A lot of things out there, and one thing I love, you guys know how it is this day and age, cancel culture is a thing. That's something that if people don't like what you say, they try and make sure that they can cancel you, which means try and ruin your life, ruin everything. One thing I saw this week was a bunch of country music fans that could see through a lot of the bullshit, all right? I had to bleep that on KFKF. (laughs) Not here. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. Well, he, he goes on and he says, you, know, you want me to play the song? And they just go crazy. Mm. So, you know, we're going to play it a lot on KFKF because, again, know thy audience. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and it was really funny, too, because I put up a thing on the KFKF Facebook page, right? The radio station um, web or Facebook page. Now, I look at it like if the radio station were a newspaper, I'm the editor. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the program director, so I'm the editor. So I put on our Facebook page, KFKF is proudly playing Jason Aldean. And I said the only mistake he made was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. It got like a thousand likes, all kinds of shares, all kinds of comments. We got one negative letter. Mm -hmm. It made it all the way to ownership and filtered back down to me. Maybe you should keep your personal opinions off the station Facebook page. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Know thy audience. Yeah. And I get that our ownership and our management is very left of center. Would you say that's polite? Um, you know, maybe. I, I don't. I don't really know. But yeah, I'd say it's. That's You've been what, around for longer than I have. That's about where they. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say anything that's going to get you in trouble. Um, you know, and, and that's what they worry about. That's what Odyssey is worried about. And that's why their stock is at $1.10 right now and yeah. going down, uh, because they care about stuff like that. What I have tried to do for nearly 30 years is get to know the KFKF audience and be a mirror to them and reflect what they are and who they are. Yeah. And who they are today is try that in a small town. Yeah, and it, it goes back to like the sil- this whole concept of the silent majority but the opposite of the silent majority is the shrill minority, you know, and it's, it seems like so often it's like you get overwhelming support 
and then you get that one angry letter from from a liberal, and everyone's like, "Oh, shut it all shut down! Shut it all down! You know? <laughs> we got to get rid of that. We got one letter. Yeah, yeah, but I got a thousand likes. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's an incredible amount of support. And I mean, ninety eight, ninety nine percent of people that are listening. First of all, they already know where the station's coming from. They already know where you're coming from. Right. And you know, so there's no surprises here. It's not like you're coming out and saying something that's off brand. It's totally on brand for the station. And people like it because they they support it. Well, and to compare that to the Dixie Chicks, it's just so out there. Because I lived through that as well. I mean, I went through that. You know, we were in the middle of a war. They were in a foreign country. And they said, yeah, we're embarrassed about our president. Guess what? Country listeners were pissed. Yeah. And they get to decide what they want. That's what I wanted to tell Fickle. But I knew it would go back and forth and back and forth. But, you know, he owns a bar that has pool. And if all of his customers said, hey, if you stock this, we're never coming in here again. Guess what Bill would do? He wouldn't stock that anymore. Right. So we stopped stocking Dixie Chicks songs because our audience told us overwhelmingly that they were toxic. Right. So that's why we did that. Um, people are voting with their dollars and with their feet. It's why, you know, when the Bud Light thing happened and the Dylan Mulvaney thing, I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm not really a beer drinker. But the, the audience of Bud Light, you know, the consumers of Bud Light, they made a statement. They stopped buying it. Yeah. You know, people and they're have still stopped. not buying it. It hasn't exactly. Come back. People have stopped shopping at Target. You know, I didn't tell them to do that. They stopped because it's like, you know what? You don't share our values anymore. Right. You know, my wife gets mad at me when I buy a Hershey's Special Dark Bar. I happen to like them. But she's like, you're buying the he-she's. Stop buying the he-she's. I mean, there are people who, who take this shit seriously and they vote with their dollars and their feet. Does that make them racist? I don't know. It's a free country. No, I think more people should be doing it. I mean, it's just hard because of the the uh, era of like convenience that we live in now. You know, it's and every company seems to be supporting it. To some degree, I mean, we've talked about this many times before, but it's uh, it's becoming more difficult. But any time that you can, you know, spend your money a little bit more wisely, even five percent, ten percent, just pay attention to that a little bit more, and I think it'll start to make a big difference. All right, so we're done here with the Jason Aldean thing. But again, get the shirt from Tammy Ash, and and Jason's coming to town in October. I cannot wait for that concert. It's going to be fantastic, and you're going to hear the song a lot on KFKF. I guarantee it. Um, Royal Roofing and Solar, one of our proud sponsors here on the podcast, um, with Austin Watterson and his entire team. They are very busy right now because we've had all these storms, a lot of storms damage, a lot of damaged roofs out there. This company in Cass County, which may be my future home. If I can't extricate myself from Jackson County, I will extricate myself by moving down closer to Austin uh, at Royal Roofing and Solar. 816-540-7057. They're into the solar thing as well now. If you're going to be in your house for a while, you could buy your own utilities. It really works. Tax credits and grants for small and rural business and ag producers. Austin can explain all that. 816-540-7057. If you need to have some folks come out and take a look at your roof, think you got some hail damage. They had some significant hail in Cass County in the last couple of weeks. Um, Austin and his team are ready to do that. In fact, they will work uh, metro-wide. So give Austin and his team a chance to look at your roof. They are the roof over Casa Del Carter, uh, so they're the official roof of Dale Carter's America. Uh, To Politics 101. What do you make of this no labels third party that's emerging? You got Joe Manchin and uh, former governor, Republican governor John Huntsman, who has run for president in the past. Democrats have their hair on fire about this. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about it, to be honest. So, well, you know, Manchin has kind of been flirting with the fact of running as a third party. Um, no third party, obviously, has ever won the presidency. We're 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 a two-party system here, for better or worse. And right now, it might be worse. Uh, Republicans and Democrats. Manchin has kind of been a thorn in the side of the Democrats. Huntsman is kind of a, I think he's kind of a milk toast kind of a thing there. This is Lieberman's deal. Joe Lieberman, former uh, senator of, uh, from uh, Connecticut, and he was um, Al Gore's running mate. Joe Lieberman's a good guy, by the way. Um, always looking for that center. And, and, and there's a feeling out there that, the center is looking for something. They, they want to say, we're done with the left. We're done with the right. You know, there are common sense things that we, we ought to be talking about and solving problems in America. And, and that's what the no labels thing is about. Yeah. I mean, as far as like the third party stuff, you know, I used to be 
a lot more interested in that. Um, back in my libertarian days, you know, I, yeah. I supported the Libertarian Party, uh, voted for some of their candidates and things like that. And there is a possible scenario in which a third party could be viable in something like a presidential election, but it's going to require such a huge sea change that I just don't think we're at that point. And until we get to that point, if you vote for a third party, especially in a presidential election, you're sort of just taking votes away from one of the two main candidates because your your person's not going to win. So it's more of a statement than anything. You know, it has to start somewhere. So if people want third party, it's going to have to start the momentum with, you know, 5%, 10%, 15%. It's well, not Ross Perot got a big number twice. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But he still didn't win. Right. You know, but um, he let Bill Clinton win twice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and more often than not, you find that with these third party candidates, they're taking more votes away from Republicans than they are from Democrats. You don't have a lot of Democrat voters who would have voted for Joe Biden uh, you know, just hypothetically going and voting for third party because yeah. they're motivated by fear. They're motivated by, you know, being opposed to the other. They're like, we'll vote for anything that's not Trump. We need Joe Biden. Yeah. So they're going to vote for him no matter what. Even if they speak out and say they don't like him or whatever, they'll still vote for him. You have Republicans, uh, Republican voters who maybe don't like Trump or don't like the candidate who are coming and voting third party. And then it just tanks the, the chances of that Republican candidate. Well, RFK Jr. is out there, too. He testified in front of um, of the House committee and the Democrats tried to shut him down at every turn because he also is a threat to Joe Biden. I think Manchin's a threat to Joe Biden. Um, what they want, what the Democrats really want is they want Biden Trump 2.0. And I saw a poll before I came in here that um, the country, if polled, doesn't want that matchup. <laughs> Both of them are polling in the 40s. You know, nobody wants that matchup, but that's the matchup that's probably going to happen. We have a little piece of the uh, RFK testimony. Yep, yep. One of order pursuant to House Rule 11. So this is uh, just to kind of preface this a little bit. So they're having a meeting about tech censorship and the First Amendment, and RFK Jr. came to testify. And what happened? They he got censured in Congress. So this is uh, I forget who one of the one of the Dems that's uh, about to try and say that he can't speak and try and vote to censure. One of order pursuant to House Rule Eleven, Clause Two, which Mr. Kennedy is violative of. I move that we move into executive session because Mr. Kennedy has repeatedly made despicable anti-Semitic and anti-Asian comments as recently as last week. Rule Eleven, Clause Two, says. Whenever it is asserted by a member of the committee that the evidence or testimony at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate any person, or it is asserted by a witness that the evidence or testimony that the witness would give at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate the witness, and it goes on. Blah, blah, blah. That's Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz. Yeah. That's what Rush Limbaugh used to call her, Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz. You know, here's my criticism of her. Her hair (laughs) is just like the worst. I mean, who thought that was a good idea? That that's that's my take. Obviously, she did. Um, so the Democrats tried to shut down RFK Jr. and again, they are terrified of this guy. Yeah. Because again, if they had a strong candidate, right? If this were Barack Obama, who was a strong Democrat, if this were Bill Clinton, a strong Democrat, he'd be a he'd be a fly speck. Yeah. But because they've got Grandpa, you know. He's and behind Grandpa. We're going to get to that in a little bit here. Uh, the VP is is a lot worse. Um, they're terrified that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. might take away enough votes from Joe Biden to lose. Yeah, and he's calling out real things, real problems with the Democrat Party. You know, their allegiance to big pharma donations and uh, the lobbyist, you know, kind of thing in general, uh, and the the pharmaceutical industry, free speech, which they oppose. You know, they oppose uh, anyone who speaks out against what they're trying to push, which was evidenced in this congressional hearing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. I got another favorite clip here. Marjorie Taylor Greene showing off Hunter Biden's privates at a hearing with IRS whistleblowers. And the Democrat reaction at the end of this clip is priceless. First of all, they've, they've blacked out some of this. What what are we witnessing here? Kurt, can you do a well, so play-by-play? Play? What what's going on here? My, my understanding is kind of part of the Hunter Biden laptop thing. He had a lot of, like sex tapes with prostitutes and crack whores and things like that so is that a is that a woman like kneeling at his crotch doing what i think she's doing i believe so yes okay fine all right play the clip and this is just the very end so she talks for a little bit but yeah. this is a and then shorter she brings clip. this up this is a shorter <laughs> clip that just shows them not liking it 
of of Hunter Biden making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Making pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman? That's Jamie Raskin there. Should we be displaying this? Um, No, you probably shouldn't, and you shouldn't be showing stuff like that to kindergartners either. Yeah. Maybe they'd like it better if it were exposed to kindergartners, first graders, second graders. Because when and here's the, here's my problem with all this bullshit. Okay, the Democrats move the goalpost. Okay, we're going to go way way left. Okay, all of a sudden it's okay to have um, these drag show things for kindergartners. Kindergartners need to learn all about trans trans this and trans that, and they need to see graphic depictions of all this stuff. And when you, as a Republican, go, that's a bridge too far. I don't want to go that far. Then they say, oh, I can't believe this. You're burning books. You're a Nazi. <laughs> Seriously, that's what they do. They, they move the goalposts, move the goalpost, and then when we react to it, we're the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. I mean, yeah. that's, uh, should that's we be playbook. showing this in a hearing? Hell no! And you shouldn't be showing it to kindergartners either. Yeah, and also, I mean, they they say we shouldn't be showing it in the hearing. Not he shouldn't be doing it, right? I mean, that's also part of it. <laughs> well, exactly. And now you know there are calls for Biden's impeachment as as more fire from the smoke emerges and all this. And we've been talking about this for over two years. It never made sense to me, and it still doesn't make sense to me to this day. How Hunter Biden gets this job at Burisma, and then the vice president of the United States goes over there and says, if you don't fire this prosecutor who's investigating the company that my son is on the board with, you're not getting $1.6 billion from us. And you got six hours to do it. And what's the clip from Biden? Some bitch did it, didn't he? Some bitch. There you go. Old Joey got it done. Never mind the fact that millions of dollars somehow ends up in Biden bank accounts. I mean... How is that not wrong? It, I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point what's going on, I think. And the Democrats scream, play number five, play number five. Nothing to see here. Kind of like the cocaine outside the situation room. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Do you here. think we'll ever find out what happened with Hell that? Hell no. That's yeah. that's buried like the proverbial cat turd. Yes. It is definitely not going to happen. I, I still, you know, I, I'm still the guy who wants to hold people who voted for Biden up to the screen and make them look at this. This is what you did uh, because impeaching him, first of all, it's not going to happen. The clock is going to run out before 2024. And then you got Kamala Harris coming behind it. I will remind people who voted for Joe Biden, if you vote for him in 2024, you are getting Kamala Harris. There is no way. I mean, Father Time is undefeated. And Father Time is coming up on Joe Biden, and we're going to get to that coming up here on, on what we call the kicker. But, you know, you get the cackler. There she is, the cackler-in-chief. She wants to be your next president. Yeah. I'm laughing her way all the way to the bank. And it's not racist to call her the dumbest person who has ever held the office of vice president. All she has to do is open her mouth. <laughs> yeah. My God, aren't there there are smart Democrats. Can't they write words for her to say from a teleprompter that come together cogently? Well, maybe that's part of the problem is because they have all these speech writers and they never see it and it's not their words. So then they they read the speeches and they come off totally inauthentic because they're not actually connected to what they're saying. All right. Well, this kind of ties into the next thing. It's the Midwest GI Health Full of Shit Award. So I thought I'd stretch that out so it'd be tighter. That's what she said. Hey, yo. <laughs> You're full of shit. All right. Thank now, you. Now, shush. You are speaking shit to me. You full of shit. You understand that? You full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the award winner today is uh, Anthony Fauci. Um, and I don't know if you've followed the news on this, but he is being treated like a former president. He's got a limo at his disposal. He's got security. He's, he's got this huge pension because he was the highest paid person in the government. Um, nobody else who leaves government is being treated like Anthony Fauci. This is the Biden administration has stopped funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm-hmm. Is it possible, Kurt, that people who raised questions about all this might have been right? At the very least, should the government have been trying to stifle debate on the issue, which they did? Yeah, here's uh, according to Open the Books, which is a, uh, I guess, like some kind of think tank or whatever. His uh, first year pension will be $414,000. Yeah. And again, he's got a limo and security. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, that's what Barack Obama gets. That's what George W. Bush gets. That's what, you know, Bill Clinton gets because they were presidents of the United States. Fauci, you know, he's the guy who basically told us, and, and you got a picture up there of Rand Paul. I mean, Rand Paul was on to something. And now, isn't it interesting that after all of this, now we're not funding the Wuhan clinic? Yeah. Yeah, I think Fauci, or I'm sorry, not Fauci, uh, Rand Paul had a, had a good take here. It's a short clip. We'll check it out. Uh, we've proven that Dr. Fauci is getting around-the-clock security provided by the U.S. Marshals. That means they station someone outside his house, the limousines take him wherever he needs to go to the airport. Why, if he's not in government anymore, would he get this? So we've been hearing these rumors. He announced his retirement, and then somebody said, oh, well, he still comes into the office periodically, and he still has his security detail, and we're like, how come? He's, not, he's no longer working. So we asked HHS early in the summer, we said, is he still working, and does he have this limo, and does he have a driver, and does he have a security detail? Well, HHS actually came back to us and said they haven't been paying for it since January. But then we discovered that Fox uh, did a Freedom of Information Act, and a judge forced them to say that, well, while HHS wasn't directly funding it, the U.S. Marshals were funding it. So can you imagine, we asked the government, are you funding his limo and his driver and his security detail? And they say, oh, we're not doing it. Oh, but somebody else is doing it. And then we're reimbursing them. So it's a terrible uh, example of the government. There you go. This, uh, this government really needs an enema. It, it seriously does. We have a fourth wave of government, a, f- a fourth branch of government that is an offshoot of the executive branch. We really need to get back to the three equal branches, co-equal branches, you know, the executive, legislative, and judicial, and really tame what's going on on the executive level. And I thought Trump might do it, and maybe if Trump got in again, he would do it with only a four-year clock. DeSantis talks a good game. I mean, somebody's got to do it. It will not be Joe Biden because he thinks everything is just hunky-dory. Yep. And if you need an enema, (laughs) that's, you know, what a transition. Uh, But it is the Full of Shit Award presented by Midwest GI Health, and that's Dr. Mark Terramina. And the message he wants to get across is, um, colon cancer. We used to think 50 plus on colon cancer. And hey, if you got your colonoscopy, we'll catch it early and it'll be, you know, we'll be able to treat it and all that. It's happening younger and younger. Younger people, for whatever reason, whether it's our diet, our environment, or whatever, uh, younger and younger people are getting colon cancer. So now the, the bar for getting your colonoscopy is 45, and it may well go lower than that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're at risk, if you've got it in your family, talk to your doctor, tell them you want to get your colonoscopy, and then tell them you want to get it at Midwest GI Health and Wellness, uh, because they're the folks that are all set up in Lee Summit. It is one-stop shopping. It'll be quick, it'll be painless, and you'll get the results immediately. And you know, if you've got some polyps, they're going to treat that, and uh, we're going to get it early. If you don't get it early, colon cancer is deadly. This is something that Dr. Mark Terramina and his staff, they deal with every day. Uh, and they'll treat you as well. Midwest GI Health and Wellness. They're in Lee Summit on the web at MidwestGIHealth.com. The office number is 836-2200, 816-836-2200. And when you set up your colonoscopy, make sure you tell them you heard about it right here on uh, Dale Carter's America, and you're a big fan of the Midwest GI Health Full of Shit Award uh, that we don't give out every week. We give it out when we need to, uh, and today we definitely needed to. Bob Watson, State Farm Insurance Agent. He's insuring everything in your house, and um, he's ready to help you with a phone call. Get a rate quote, surprisingly great rates with State Farm Insurance. Call Bob today. I've lost my script. What did I do with it? I have all this paper going. Here we go. All right. Uh, 7th and Main in Blue Springs, 816-229-7878. You don't even fix these things anymore, do you? You just let it roll. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's unscripted sometimes. 816-229-7878, auto, home, life, commercial insurance. Bob and his team will take care of you in state at State Farm Insurance. 7th and Main, but licensed in Missouri and Kansas, um, especially with all the storm damage that we've had lately. You want to make sure you've got a team, not some 800 number with somebody who doesn't speak English. Make sure that you've got Bob and his team working for you, and they'll take care of you as they've taken care of me for the last nearly 30 years in Blue Springs. All right, so we move on to uh, protecting POTUS. Yes. And that's the job. 
Now, you have a video going there of the what, what I call the baby steps on Air Force One because we're normal. We're used to seeing the President of the United States coming down that big staircase that's like two stories up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't do it. He couldn't do it before. He was falling up the steps. Well, he just kind of stumbled there, too, on the small steps. Yeah, whoa, whoa. he did stumble. <laughs> now, that's that's like the emergency stairs. You know, if you go to a city that doesn't have, like, the big staircase, you right. know, a small town or whatever, or there's an emergency on Air Force One, that's the way to get the president off quickly. You can see it right here. They're using it at every stop now. Yep. Every stop. It is all about protecting POTUS. Um, so you got the smaller steps. Well, I was thinking maybe he could use one of these. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it might come to that, Kurt. Yeah. Right? They, they've got him wearing special shoes now, too. There they are. There's a picture of the special shoes. Um, and no socks. Did you notice that? He's not wearing socks. Uh, I bet his feet are just Or maybe terrible. they're socklets. Maybe they're like ankle socks or whatever. Yep. I mean, I don't want to be mean. I really don't. But this guy ran for president. And he thinks he's got another four years in him. And again, I point out to you, if you vote for Joe Biden, even if you think everything is going great right now, you are voting for Kamala Harris. Yeah. Because if that team wins again in 2024, I, you know, I'd put money on it in Vegas that he does not serve the complete four years. Yeah, he's, he's degrading. His health is degrading more and more rapidly, it seems. So. And his, his bodily health is now degrading faster than his mental health. And his mental health was slipping a long time ago. Yeah. You know, we've got clips back to when he was vice president. You know, I, I had a song parody that I run on KFKF called If I Only Had a Brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Joe Biden clips from when he was running against Mitt Romney, when Obama was running against Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. So how far back is that? Ten years? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So, um, and this is where we are today. And Father Time is is undefeated. So, and the Democrats have no backup plan. They really right. don't. You know, you got Manchin thinking third party. You've got RFK Jr. out there. There's that Marion, whatever her name is. Marion Williamson. I can't the, even think of what her name yeah, is. The hippie okay. chick. Yeah, the hippie chick. So you got that. You got Gavin Newsom warming up in the bullpen. I'd love to have that debate about the hundreds of thousands of people leaving California and New York and heading for places like Florida and Texas. Would love to have that debate. But this is what you have. This is your candidate. This is the strong, you know, vibrant face of the United States, and he wants four more years with his comfy shoes going up the baby steps on Air Force One. Yep. That's where we are, people, and that's why we do this. Until next week, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.